0: It's always a pleasure to welcome our next guest back to the show. Here's a quote from an article Alex wrote recently in national newspapers. Quote, We have an aging population, and many young people today are not interested in starting families, saying it's too expensive, as well as being worried about what type of world their children will be growing up in. Our governments are not taking this issue seriously. Politicians are focused on the next year and the next election, not the next decade. If people think we have serious health care problems, now, and we do, just wait until our population ages along the same lines as Japan's close quote this from an article uh, just a few days old uh, entitled japan's lost generation is an economic warning for canada the author of the piece alex vesna the ceo of prepared corporation and emergency management professor at york university in toronto Uh, mr vesna is a good show a friend of this show alex good morning and welcome back sir
1: Good morning. Happy to be back. Always good to talk to you, Sterling.
0: Well, it's good to have you with us too, Alex. And this is a very interesting piece that you wrote about the Japanese model. There is a society that is very unique in terms of the world because they're very homogeneous, very deliberately so, and thus as, as a society prevent, uh, present rather excellent observational capacity. And you've been paying a lot of attention to something called the lost generation. What is that?
1: Well, I, I actually pay attention to uh, a lot of different things, and then when I find there's an interesting uh, similarity in some ways to something that's happening in Canada, it's good to be able to go, so by the way, this happened 30 years ago, hey, look at this. Uh, <laughs> people tend to like that. Um, so the lost generation is uh, it's an interesting phenomenon. Basically, if you graduated school, uh, usually this is university in Japan, okay. between the years of 1990 and the years 2000, because of a... Um, very unique uh, lack of demand in the labor market, it was almost impossible to get gainful employment. So a huge percentage of people um, who just came out of, who just wanted to enter the workforce in uh, one decade were not able to enter the workforce. And because of Japan's unique system, um, basically if you're uh, your uh, expiration date of the value of your uh, d- degree or diploma is under five years. It's, it's in many cases it's one year. So you either get hired when you graduate, or your your diploma is useless. And for many of the jobs that they that you want to get in that country, because of how it's designed, um, if you don't have a diploma, you're not getting uh, you're not having a, a, a fruitful career. Right. You're, gonna, you're you're stuck in uh, the gig economy basically. So <clears throat> huge percentage of the population um, w- was put in a position where they basically had to live with their parents or they had to live off of their parents because they simply it simply became impossible for them to get any sort of employment. And when you're in that type of situation, um, there's, there's two problems that happen. One is you don't have enough economic freedom to be able to really think about starting a family right? because starting a family is usually a a longer goal people have in life once they've um, dealt with their own personal security and safety. Uh, That's the first problem. The second problem is purposelessness. And purposelessness is a huge problem when you want to get an economy motivated or when you want to get... uh, people to just want to want to work together and move forward. If people don't have purpose, a bunch of very bad things tend to happen. Right. And I mean, this in Japan has resulted in um, soon almost there being the same number of people uh, that is 65 and over as there is between the ages of 18 and 64, which no healthcare
0: system can sustain. So now, did the government recognizing the fact that there had been this gap in employment? A potential or um, uptake into the economy for that ten-year span, with all of those university and college grads Alex, coming out of their respective programs and falling flat on their faces because there was no place to go to work, uh, did the government recognize that as a as a generational issue that took a, a span of ten years and offer any kind of solution at all?
1: Um, kind of. So the pro- their pro- it, it, it's really expensive is is the first is the first problem. the uh, The issue is. It's a lot easier um, to just kind of leave a generation behind and move on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, going, Trying to reverse it or fix it with something uh, on that scale is very, very expensive, which isn't something people want to hear, right? But that's the reality. Um, what they did do was they had these uh, this kind of cabal of monopolies um, that made their economy very, very strong up until the year of 1990, 1991. They sort of broke up that system and changed their economic system slightly to make it easier. But it's very, very hard to shift your entire culture on anything. But to shift your entire culture, especially when that practice had previously made it one of the strongest economies in the world. So much so that we had – and you may remember this – um, we, the 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 boogeyman in a lot of the old movies like Die Hard was the Japanese conglomerate that was going to take over everything. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. There's a reason why that was normal in movies back then. The West was scared of how strong their economy was because the fact is it worked. So you know this 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 sort of very very top heavy monopoly, um, stressful to the worker, etc. System makes you a lot of money. So. It's, it's, it's complicated, right? So did they do anything? They did some, but not, it's, it's, you can't just snap your fingers and fix 10% of the population. Exactly. But, you, you know, it's, 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 the, the issues are bigger than that. No, I want
0: to get to the point of the article because we don't have all the time in the world, and here's another okay. quote from your piece. Quote, no country can afford the health care costs of almost half of its population being elderly. For some context, 80% of a person's lifetime health care costs... Typically occurs in the last six months of life. So, given that reality and the, the constraints, the Canadian healthcare system is already dealing with. Alex, what's the big lesson from Japan that Canadians need to pay more attention to?
1: Our population is aging. Period. We have to. And Canadians need to understand how much money that we're spending on healthcare and how much effort we're spending on healthcare. And at some point, it doesn't come down to money. Um, we need to start thinking of very, very interesting solutions to deal with this, because the reality is that, first of all, you, you can't stop old people from dying, but you can make their experience of life and their experience of death more humane. And if we're having the problems that we're having now, like we saw throughout the early onset of the pandemic mm-hmm. with long-term care homes having abysmal conditions, if those are the problems now, the problem, we, won't be able, we, we, we will be lucky if those are our problems when we have an aging population so we need to start having serious conversations about what we can do over the next 10 20 30 years to fix this problem uh my big ta- my big uh, idea that i haven't costed out yet but i think is fun is what would happen if we trained every single person in this country on healthcare, so we wouldn't have to have so many staff and everybody was basically a nurse which is impractical but i mean you know the point is you need big ideas like right now because they take a long time to implement, or we're going to have a very, very, very big problem.
0: So, and we're having, we'll have another discussion with Dr. John Calvert in our next hour about British Columbia's uh, health care problems, Alex. And of course, they are replicated in all jurisdictions across Canada. And, and if we think we're having uh, health care issues now, and we are, uh, this is only going to get more, uh, more uh, pronounced going forward. So, what you're recommending here is that these conversations that are taking place, serious conversations for a change about Healthcare and reform other than just throwing more money at it, uh, need to include more long-term projections of where this is all going to take us.
1: Yes, and frankly, we have to start thinking outside the box. We really do. Um, Using large percentages of the population as volunteers to assist. Like, we really, really have to think outside the box. We have some of the most highly trained civilians in the world when it comes to things like first aid, Canadians actually know medicine better than most other jurisdictions in the world hmm, on average. Okay. We, we, need, we need to think outside the box here because we simply cannot afford it. Um, and frankly, if we privatized, we, you would, the privatization on, on this scale would result in just allowing a certain percentage of not wealthy um, elderly people to die in unhumane conditions. So that may be a partial solution. Regardless, we need to think much, much bigger and think outside of money. We need more hands helping more bodies, period.
0: Interesting stuff, Very interesting conclusion, too, and I'm glad we, we had a, enough time for you to get to us uh, at that point, Alex, and leave it there and recommend the article to our listeners. It's entitled Japan's Lost Generation, An Economic Warning for Canada. It was in the post-media papers right across the country just a couple of days ago. The author, Alex Vesna, CEO of Prepared Corp. Alex, always a pleasure, sir. Thanks very much for your time again this weekend.
1: Uh, no problem, uh-